0: Hi there, Side Hustle Social Workers. I'm Marceline Bailey of Real Social Workers Online Magazine, and I am so very excited to tell you that I have Jane Suskin here with me today. And we're just going to chat a little bit, and Jane's going to share some things about herself. As you know, Jane is the author of Older, Wiser, Shorter, An Emotional Road Trip to Memorize in the senior class. She's a licensed clinical social worker and consultant in New York City, and she has over 30 years' experience. She's also written 13 books, nonfiction articles, and poetry, and she has had them uh, appearing in National Mag journals. Jane is so cool, you all, and yeah. as I looked through her bio, there were a few things that stood out to me. She described herself as spirited and insightful. And I think if you've read her book or as you're reading her book, you see that coming through in her writing. She works with people who are going through life transitions. And she also works with people who have creative blocks. So if you're someone who uh, views yourself as a creator and you just can't get your idea out. Jane might be someone you want to talk to. She said that her style is practical as well as creative. So I'm not going to take too much of your time listening to me talk. Let's hear from Jane. So Jane, how did
1: you come to work in the field of social work? That is a good story, and thank you for that lovely introduction. Um, I was a professional writer for 15 years, and I was a professional writer because I think no one said I couldn't be. So therefore, whatever I chose to be, it's lucky I chose to be a writer and not a ballet dancer, but I did choose to be a writer. After I was writing for 15 years, and I wrote for Cosmopolitan and Glamour and Working Woman and writing books... I was on a book tour in Miami, pushing a book, and I had just come from a, a call-in show, a radio call-in show, mm-hmm. where people called in and asked questions and I answered them. And I'm in the cab going to the airport to go to the next city, and I think to myself, you have no something business <laughs> answering a person's life story. You have no knowledge. You write about people. You do not treat people. So you really need to think about this. So I went to the next city. I did my book tour. I came home. And in the next two months, I knew that I needed to A, get some more magazine assignments because that's how I was being paid. <laughs> But I also really started to think, I was 38, and I started to think, is this the way I want to live my life? Am I going to be someone who will go from magazine article to magazine article, which is very lovely, nice seeing your name in print, very cool writing for these good magazines, but is this something I want to do for the rest of my life? And I thought to myself, if I was so good about writing on people, I should go and learn how to help them and treat them. So I only Mm -hmm. applied to one school of social work because I'm a princess. (laughs) And I had a group interview with many, probably around 10 younger people in their 20s who, when they asked, the professor asked, what do you want to do? All these younger people said they want to save this, they want to save that. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want to save one block on the Upper West Side in New York City. And I'm sure that that answer got me in because I was the crazy one, or so they thought. But I do have to say it was the best two years of my life. I went to Hunter. It was the worst two years of my life. It was wonderful. And my thesis was a book, which I had gotten a contract for before I went to school. So I felt extraordinarily grateful um, and I just was, you know, sometimes you're in the right place mm. at the right time and you have to push through. Mm-hmm. And I think that really is kind of a little bit of the story of my life that I have pushed through. I am mm-hmm. someone who is persistent, who perseveres, who decides what it is I want or need to do, and then try as hard as I can to get to that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hope that answers oh that yes. Yes.
0: It, it, Good, okay. It, it's an extraordinary story, actually, because you hear about social workers who want to
1: transition from social work. And yes. here you are, you transition into social work. Yes, yes. And I graduated when I was 40, and oh. the place where I was doing my volunteer work as a writer. It was a rape crisis intervention program. They're the people who hired me to be as a social worker. So that? it was wonderful. And, again, you don't know what's going to happen to you. I remember being in a, the first probably month I was there as a caseworker. The first, uh, there was a woman who came to the door who had a, a black eye and a broken arm, and she said she had been beaten, and the secretary says someone needs to see her. And we were in a team meeting, and my supervisor said, Jane, you go see her. And I said, I don't know how to, how to do this. And she said, just sit with her. And mm. that was really what we all do. We just sit with people, and we listen. And that, yeah. to me, is probably one of the biggest things of being a social worker. How fabulous is this? If you're a story listener and you're a storyteller, couldn't it, ask for something better. I know, and isn't it fabulous? You know, and I, as I was
0: thinking, as I was listening to you, yeah. I was thinking how how right you are. We do. That's what we do, and we mm-hmm. do sit with people, and we do just kind of walk with them through whatever yeah. they're going through. That's that's what we do. It. But it's a powerful, powerful thing to do, because yeah. a lot of times that's all people need—they need
1: someone that's to just be with them, just be. That's exactly it—to be with them and to witness. Mm-hmm. We are the people who witness what other people are going through. <laughs> and that to me is so impactful. It, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. And then as witnesses, and this is where I would urge anyone who contemplates being a writer or even being more out in the world, one of the things I learned in my 20 years of being at this unit for victims of violent crimes, one of the best things I learned on how to be present was to write Letters to the Editor of Your Newspaper. Mm -hmm. And I was very lucky with that, probably because, maybe because of the writing or because I was, I knew how to distill an idea into a short paragraph, which is what letters to the editor are. So they would put at the bottom of the letter, be it the Times, the Daily News, the Post, the Long Island Press, I was very lucky. I hit all of them. One probably because I was very outraged and angry a lot of the time at the injustice going along about me that I needed to comment. I felt important. I thought it was important to comment about what was happening in the world. And I still think it's important to comment about what is going on in the world. But letters to the editor is a way to get yourself out there because they would put Jane Seskin, the writer is a social worker at, and then I got publicity for my unit. So, I mean, and this to me feels doable. I mean, I really, I encourage my clients and also my friends, write a letter to the editor, then your name is out there. Then you've started something. And then what happens is someone who knows that you've written this letter, you become the expert, as I became the expert, on domestic violence, Mm. because that's what I did. That's what I did.
0: Wow. And actually, that was another question I was going to ask you um, about putting yourself out there. I get Mm -hmm. questions from people all the time about how to get their name out, how to get their work out. and. You've just given us an excellent example of how to do that, writing letters to the editor.
1: Yes. Yes, I think it's important. And I think it's important to go to places, to go to places where you, I hate networking, Marceline. I really do. But (laughs) I think one must must do this. One must (laughs) do certain things. So you go and you network. And what I say to clients usually is, I know you hate it also. But what I'm asking you to do is you may leave when you have five business cards or five numbers in your phone. You can't leave until then. But if you happen to get five numbers, you can leave after 15 minutes as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But you must walk away with something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just yeah. think that's important. It is.
0: And I also, um, in terms of some of the social workers that I'm I'm working with who yes. are trying to start their own side businesses. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I also suggest to them is starting where they are and reaching yeah. out to colleagues. Now yes. I, I want to share a story. I just mm-hmm. happened I got, let me think, was it an email from you? Mm-hmm. I had never heard of Jane Suskin. Right. And enough. I got this <laughs> email saying yes. basically, hi there, I'm Jane Susskind, yes. I've written right. a book I'd yes. like to uh, send it to you and if you yes. win, will yes. you, will you do a review for me? Yes. And that was the start
1: <laughs> of yes. our a friendship.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And so of course I said sure yes. and I got this wonderful, wonderful book in the mail. Uh-huh. It was just I read it and I I have re- read it several times. I have stickies all, <laughs> on different pages and Love I like it. to reference it when I'm talking to some of my clients too. But Wonderful. the point I'm trying to make is just reaching out, starting where you are and that's reaching it. out to that's us is a great yeah. way to get, your, get yourself out there.
1: Yes. This is... Um, I think you have to reach out, not be afraid, and be persistent. And I'm going to tell you the story of Jane Brody, who just gave me a blurb. Mm. Um, Jane Brody is the personal health columnist from the Times. She is big, 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 big. Mm. Um, She gave me a quote in 2011 for a book about comfort. It It was called The Comfort Book. And I, I wrote it because when my mom died, a friend said to me, what can I do to comfort you? And I had no idea. No idea. So I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out what comforts people. And I did. I surveyed 500 people probably got around 370 replies, and wrote this book about what comforts me. But the point is Jane wrote about the book, which was terrific. So four, so I thought to myself, well, if that was terrific, she would love this book. So I thought I'll, I'll just send the book to the Times. Sends the book, I send the book to the Times, it comes back. Not known. Now, how could she not be known? She's, she writes every single Tuesday. So I thought to myself, this is very strange. So over a year, because I am persistent, over a year, I called the Times five different times, left messages saying, you know, you can look me up. I've written for the Times. I'm not a weirdo. I want to send this book to James Brody. You don't have to give me her address. I don't care. I will send it to whomever there can, can do that. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I asked a number of friends who I thought may have connections to other people who would then have connection to Jane Brody. No, didn't do it. A year goes by, a year. And then around six weeks ago, I am walking to Senior Aerobics. Do you love it? I'm walking to Senior Aerobics. (laughs) And I think to myself, gee, there's a a man in Senior Aerobics whose daughter – Writes for the Times. I'm going to ask him to ask her. So I go to (laughs) class. I ask him to ask her. He says, I don't know whether she'll do it. I said, you know, I don't need to know her address. I'll just send it to someone who knows her. Mm. So he calls me the next day and he says, Jane, I have four editors who my daughter thinks might be her editor, but she's not sure. I said, fine, good. First editor I call... (laughs) I, uh, no, I don't call it because I'm not that, I'm, I'm pushy, but not that pushy. First editor I write to, I, I say, you know, I had this uh, song and dance. Okay, I think this would be a book Jane would like. She writes back and says, I'm no longer Jane's editor. <laughs> Jane no longer comes to the office in the time she writes from home. Oh. And I think, okay. And she said, this is 1030 in the morning. And She says, by the end of the day, though, I will find you her editor. So I think, okay, but I'm not really, really believing this. And at 430 in the afternoon, I get an email from Jane, who <gasps> says, I remember you, I would <laughs> like to see your book, no promises. So I write back and say, no expectations. I hope you enjoy it. Six weeks later, four weeks later, because the whole deal took six weeks, four weeks later, I get this lovely quote from her. And then I write back and say, may I use your quote? And she writes back and says, yes, use whatever you like. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, I am in heaven. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, Marceline, is, is you've got to try. So you fall down. So you don't get the person. You've you got to try. You've got to be willing to think outside the box. hmm That, to me, is what it's about. You've done that in your book. You give rules. You talk about, you know, being out there. You talk about trying to network, maybe not in the expected realm, which to me is exactly what our world is about when it is so chaotic at this moment. How do we get through? Yeah. Yes, I am sure people are doing fabulous things who listen to you or who you know or who you're working with. So how do they take what's inside of them, the dream or the idea or the creative activity, and how do they push it forward? Mm -hmm. You try and you fail and you try again and you fail again and you try again and you keep trying until you have had some success because success builds on success. Mm-hmm. And the validation builds on the validation. And so, isn't that what we do when we sit with clients? We witness, we validate their truth, bad or good, and we help them move on. That's what it's about.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And I think it's
0: important for us to do it for each other as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so that's part of. What I'm yeah. trying to do, the, just yes. the work that i i try to do with colleagues and um, social workers that you know I just meet. I, you know, I yes. have—I um, will be sharing more uh, work from other social workers as well. You—you mm-hmm. just happen to be the Good. first. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm happy. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. So Jane, we have a couple left. You've you've given us just a wealth of wisdom in just a very short time, and and again, I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for you. Um, Is there anything else you'd
1: like to share? What else would I like to share? I um, I started Twitter. Um, ah. I have a Twitter account, okay. and it is called it is um, Twitter at J S Author Um and it is um, I write under the title Emotional Band Aid. Um, uh, Small Steps for Change, and I write every Monday morning and Friday morning. And I will tell you why I do this. I do not answer anybody, but I just write every Monday and Friday. Mm -hmm. I do this because I was in a writer's residency uh, four years ago. I was just blessed. I was really just blessed. Um, uh, I was doing my poems, and it was the book that is now the book, but that's how I got into the residency. But I was there, and the, the day before we were to all go home, ten of us, a woman, one of the women writers, uh, emailed me and said, you're not on social media, Jane, you must get on social media. I'm not so. – I'm 75. I'm not someone who's jumping on social media. But I said, okay, because – a number of other people who I became friends with, they were going to go down and learn how to do Twitter. So I went down, I learned how to do Twitter. And she is saying, come on, come on, get a handle, get a handle. Who are you? Who are you? And I said, I'm an author in a shrink. She said, that's your handle. Good, excellent. (laughs) I have to say, although I say I make fun, I have to say it is such a wonderful feeling Mm -hmm. to write every Monday and Friday morning one, two, five sentences, to Mm -hmm. feel as if I'm doing something hopeful, that I am not the other person in this universe who tweets. Mm -hmm. I am not that person. I tweet good things. I bully no one. I am just a happy camper tweeting what I want to tweet, which (laughs) sounds absurd that I've just said that now. But I want to say... (laughs) You know, you do what you do and as best you can, and so this is something new for me. So I guess it's about also, you know, the, the idea of doing new things. All the time, what can you be doing and how can you be of service? Hopefully my Twitter account is of service. And it's about
0: living, and you are certainly doing that, Jane, I'm You are a
1: sweetheart. (laughs) Thank you. You are such a pleasure. You are a pleasure, dear one. You are. We will talk again. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. You are a kind woman. You are a smart woman. I am sure you are a helpful woman to all the people you work with. So thank you. I'm going to hang up now. Thank you, Jane. Take good care. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye.
0: So, so we have just heard from Jane Seskin, author of Older, Wiser, Shorter: An Emotional Road Trip to men in the Senior Class. She is a true side hustle social worker. Make sure to follow her on Twitter, and her handle once again is J S Author That's at J S. Author Shrink to get more words from her and to hear what she's doing and what she's into. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. I'm Marceline Bailey, and as always, take good care.